Welcome to the Restoration Church podcast, Behind the Sermon, where we get to sit in on a conversation between our pastors and hear about what they're learning, what they're teaching, and what God is doing throughout our church. Enjoy the podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Behind the Sermon podcast. I'm Pastor Nate, and we are glad that you're here. Thanks for listening and tuning in. And um, and I've got a couple guests with me, no, no strangers to you. Pastor Elisa and Pastor Colin, good morning, lady and gentlemen. <laughs> good Greetings. morning. <laughs> it was a great Sunday this week because we had Fair Fruit Sunday, we had villains, we had baptisms, yep. and um, just so many special things. I've already testimony Tuesdayed this on We Are Restoration and in the church email, so we won't go too much into that, but just to say it was uh, a huge week. Uh, spiritually, uh, not only was it fun, right? Great mm. food and, and fun, but that, and that is a spiritual thing. We don't want to diminish that. Like, it's great that we're that we're doing this and laughing and yep. celebrating and the church is hanging out and meeting each other. Um, but it's for the glory of God. Yep. And it was, uh, yeah, just so great. So great. Absolutely. Yeah, it was good because there's some people who showed up to church not knowing that it was fair food um, because it was like their first time and they didn't know that churches actually deep fry Oreos on a Sunday. <laughs> they just thought we just passed around bread and drank um, grape juice on the occasion and that was about the extent of food when it comes to church. So it was really cool <laughs> to see their eyes open to a Twinkie being slapped in front of them <laughs> and someone saying, you better try it. So it was it was good. It was a good Sunday. A lot of fun. Yeah. I made me think. I two weeks ago, um, Jeremy and I went to uh, a service at Timber Creek Church in um, in Texas, a multi-site church. So we were there for some training with uh, with one of our with with a few different churches. And during their service, because they were doing an at the movies service yep. this October, and the service host got up and he. They gave out candy and sodas at the service, and he got up, and he's like, it's that one time of year. Grab your can of Coke. And I thought they were about to do communion (laughs) with a can of Coke (laughs) and a bag of popcorn. I was so, like, and then I was 100% sure that's what they were going to do, and I'm like, I can't believe that they're doing this. (laughs) We would never get away with this is what I thought. Not that we would never do it, but like (laughs) we would have some very, you know, (laughs) anyway, that was not what they were doing. They just, it was really kind of stupid, but they don't, don't share this. Don't, don't send this to, uh, you liked it. They also, Jerry's in the room right now. He's dropping. He, um, he, so what they did is they, they there was a church. I don't know how many people were in that service. Eight hundred people, and they all just opened their cans of soda simultaneously. <laughs> it was like one big loud uh, crack. <laughs> I'm taking a mic. No, it was very cool. I'm taking Colin's mic <laughs> to kick off their at the movie series, which is almost Easter and Christmas equivalent for this church. They all opened it at the exact. They counted down to kick off the series. It sounded like one of those sizzly fireworks, <laughs> like eight hundred cans opening at once. It was cool. 
there was that much delay. It just like. <laughs> Yeah, people are really bad at counting. Some people had a hard time opening it because of their extra long fingernails. <laughs> so they were they were delayed. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Oh, Take man. this pup. Anyway, I'm glad. <laughs> it's a symbol of my or something. Pup. The Yeah, well, thanks for inter um are you gonna continue with us the rest of the podcast? <laughs> I just skip out. <laughs> the uh it was a great time anyway, visiting that church. We got to go and check out their multi-site. They had just moved to three services um, at their locations. And um, yeah, it was, it was awesome. It was really good. Lots of ideas and things we probably have already... Oh yeah, the, the backdrops in the, uh, during the sermon. If you were paying attention, it was... We were inside Sunnyside Acres. We were outside Sunnyside mm-hmm. Acres. It was all just different backdrops from the movie. That was a, a pickup from their, from their series. A great idea they had that we. That was so cool. Yeah, I was so mm-hmm. impressed by that. Yeah, at one point when good. when you had the background of them going into the garbage disposal, like the fire, like I think the fog machine was on or something. It looked like it was actually like no, it was a motion still, backdrop. Oh. The, that's so sick. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. Man, I I wish he was you here. I could me. tell him about it, but Jeremy did a great job <laughs> with, uh, <laughs> with that. But maybe I'll next time this. he's on the podcast, I'll, I'll let him know all about it. I feel it. like he'd appreciate it. Yeah. So, hey, look, Jeremy, if you're listening, just want to say <laughs> great job on uh, great job on that. Um, we Our villain this series was... Or excuse me, our villain on Sunday was Lotso the Bear mm-hmm. and King Saul. And um, yeah, anything did you guys want to talk through about the life of Saul? We had a few personal applications of our personal leadership and, um, you, you know, how, how, Deliberately, we're obeying God and following God. Anything in that or or about Toy Story 3 that you want to bring up first? If not, I'll just talk about what I want to talk about. Yeah, I mean, it was good. Um, you talked through how when the, how we view things should be in a godly manner and, and in a way that reflects Christ. And so if we're always looking at it, uh, a circumstance in a negative way, we're always going to feel that repercussion. Um, and when we finally are able to look at it in a positive way and through the lens of um, Jesus and what God's trying to do in your life, um, then then we there's a whole like stature change in that. And I thought that was really cool. And it was actually something that um, talking through that with other people at, on Sunday, um, they, they it kind of like clicked for them. Like, Basically, the idea of what they're thinking about is how they're going to run their life. Um, and if they're always in like the negative or always thinking so positive, I mean, so negative about a situation, um, they can hurt themselves way more than actually helping themselves. So that point really stood out. Yeah. We, you know, obviously there's a lot 
of Saul to try to, we could do a whole series on him. Yeah. He mm-hmm. could have been for sure the, the villain of the month. Um, but he, you know, unlike other people like Jezebel or Herod or, or others, he was, that's not how he started. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's not who he was when he, when he began. He was someone who really walked away from God yep. instead of someone who was, you know, who, who was, who wasn't that way. Right. He, he right. wasn't someone who came in like, like, uh, like Haman, who we'll talk about next week, who was a, a crony from the start. Mm. He just slowly step by step drifted and became more insecure. Um, became, more um angry you know more angry mm-hmm. and became really psychotic he just yeah you know and man what a what a tragedy cuz even and we I mentioned it a little bit but even he had the option once Samuel finally confronted him mm. to he had the option to step aside yeah and just say okay um, and to have a broken and contrite heart at that point, which he didn't. Yeah. He doubled down. Yeah. And became, you know, became even worse. <laughs> like, oh, you think I'm bad? Well, I'll show you bad, right? Yeah. It, it never says he expressed that attitude, but man, the stuff he did after. Yeah. Right. Was, you know, he was just bloodthirsty. I'm going to find David. I'm going to hunt him down. For He spent 10 years years yeah. wasted 10 years of his life right just trying to kill david yep how that bitterness Crazy. and bitterness must feel like i can't imagine holding a grudge for that long let alone uh being that bloodthirsty for that long like entering that state of mind is hard and bad and exhausting and just draining in it of itself but to be holding on to that for 10 years is just crazy yeah we, I, to me, it's like the, you know, because obviously we we probably know some people who are who are bitter. I, you know, um, I've confessed before that I, I'm someone who who would be probably gifted at holding a grudge, so I have to work hard against that. Mm. That, but the when you're when you're sin is exposed when you're confronted with your sin and then you just, I, I don't know, like something clicks and you go full tilt crazy at that point. I think that's something to, to I don't know, guard our hearts against, to protect ourselves against. Yeah. Um, David was confronted by a prophet as well, right? Mm-hmm. So Samuel confronts, Samuel is the judge, he confronts Saul. Saul attacks him, rips mm-hmm. his clothing. He attacks Samuel. Nathan confronts David. And David, like at first, because he's not catching the drift, he's like, who did that? Yep. They need to be punished. They need to be killed. Bring him here. And then Nathan's like, um, it's you, big guy. <laughs> yep. <laughs> And and what does Nathan do at that point? 
No, he weeps. Mm-hmm. Right. He weeps. He's when he's he, he's like, what did I do? Right. How did I get here? How have I done the? How have I lied? How have I sinned? How have I, God? How have I done this to you? And he moves into. He writes. Um, is it Psalm fifty-three, Psalm fifty-one, two different psalms, post confrontation. One of those is his like confession psalm. The other one is after because he, he he loses the child that he yeah conceived with Bathsheba and sin, mm-hmm. and and it's um lamenting and and crying and mourning mm-hmm. that his sin has affected not just him and but he responds in the way that we pray everybody responds right yep when i confront you know when my kids were six five four or five years old when i confront them hey buddy you lied i don't want them crossing their arms and saying I don't care. Whatever. Punish me. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Time out. I'm not going to go to time out. You can't make me. I don't want to respond in that way. Right. Right. And the one thing, like when I'm punishing the kids as teenagers or as older little kids now, you know, if you're in those moments, you'll hear Michelle trying to coach them through the punishment. No, your attitude needs to change. It's not going to change until your attitude changes. Because they're like, oh, it's not fair. He's making me do. Like if I tell them to do a chore and then they're not doing it or they give an attitude, like yeah. perfect. We're, it looks like we're going to have the whole house clean today because we're going to continue doing chores until yeah. there's a, a softness or a gratitude in their heart. Right, mm-hmm. and And even like, the timeouts or the, or the punishments, um, the other punishments that they get. As a four or five-year-old, you know when their heart, when they've accepted that they've done wrong, yep. right? There's a change in what their face looks like. There's a change in, in how they're responding to you. Yep. They, 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 their body goes soft mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. they're not holding in rage or trying to yep. be stronger or have will against you. And I think in any time we confront Anybody, right? Our goal is not to discipline people, it's to disciple people. God's goal was not to discipline Saul. Mm-hmm. I mean, and neither was Samuel's. It was, hey, why are you why are you doing these things? You're God's yeah. telling you. And he's like, has every excuse in the book. He'll never own it. Like, I, I know I try to teach my kids that. I, I think as a staff, we try to I mean, I don't know how we teach that to you as a staff, but trying to get you to receive the feedback not to be defensive but to be teachable to be correctable to um i'm trying to think about how jeremy yancey um the pastor in texas how he communicates it uh to his team but it's a similar idea to crave that feedback to to grow to not have blind spots to not have sin that bomb analogy or is like the bomb the puppy that was um, that was uh, if, if, uh, describing the types of people on your team. Oh, okay. Yeah. And Sorry, I didn't mean to interject there. No, no problem. <laughs> but yeah, so may we, may everybody listening, may we keep our hearts soft. 
Yeah. When the prophets or the pastors named Nathan show up and say, hey, what's going on here? What's the deal with this attitude? What's mm-hmm. the deal with, with, with this behavior? What's the deal with this? May we respond like David mm-hmm. and not like Saul. Yeah. We can always, always have, you know, why'd you hit your brother? Well, you would have hit him too. I bet you hit your brother when you were little and right. And just pointing fingers and, mm-hmm. and blame shifting and, yep. and going round and round instead of saying, you're right. I was wrong. Yeah. Forgive me. Right. And how faster we could get ourselves out of our mess. Mm-hmm. If we could just catch our breath and say, Give me God. Mm-hmm. Give me God, which really Saul never did. And the one time he did, God never really responded. And kind of what that shows us is it was just an outward. He knew the right things to say, but in his heart, he Nothing, was no different. Yeah. Right. And that's think- why our kids, like, say sorry to your brother. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Like, you know, like, no, no, no. I need you to really apologize. I apologize that you're an idiot. <laughs> yeah, is it's kind of like um like clay, like when we're making pots, right? Like when we are trying to mold it to our own, it's not going to look exactly what God needs it to look like. Like we might have like an instruction of what or pictures of what it's supposed to look like and we can do our best molding it, but it's ultimately God who's going to be able to mold us to what he wants. Um and that's our that has to be the heart posture, right? Like you were talking about how our heart has to be a all right, God, mold me, inspect my heart, check my heart, like do all of those things because we can't let our heart be the one that leads us. And we saw that in Saul where that just led to more rage, where the pride increased and the fire got huge and he ended up just toppling over. You yeah. made me think of the old church song, The Potter's Hand. <laughs> you guys know that one? Nope. Um, take me, mold me, use me, fill me. <laughs> I give my life. Hey, let's edit this out. I sang it wrong. To the potter's hand. You guys don't know that song? It's not no. even that old. 2010. Yeah, it's not even that old. So Probably there you go. Like some like keys in the back or something. Oh, there, there it is. Someone's cars set alarm. I that was so the, the potter's that. hand. I gotta, I gotta find a link here to, to share it. <laughs> While you're looking for that link, I think another area of significance. Even the Hillsong song, guys. Oh man, I think I need to hear the we keys failed in the background you. <laughs> to actually hear the song. Um, I think another area of significance in the story is, you know, um when Saul entered this, this area of his life, this, this area of bitterness, this area of sin, uh, what you had preached on is God removed his spirit from him. God removed that away and replaced it with a spirit of torment. And what was kind of amazing with the story is, is that was never what God intended for him. You know, when he, when the Israelites were requesting a king to Samuel, they said, we want a king. God knew from the start 
that it wasn't going to go well. And they knew that the reason that they were looking for a king is because they wanted to replace God. They wanted to stop listening to God and, and allowing him to lead them in the way that they should go. So God knew it wasn't going to go well but he still had mercy on them, no matter how annoying they are. Cause honestly, they're like the most annoying people in the Bible possible. They see all of God's miracles and they just keep um, resisting. They keep trying to follow their own path, but God had so much mercy on them instead and gave them a king and not only gave them a king, but God anointed him to be a great ruler. So he gave them the opportunity to have what they were searching for, but they also gave Saul as an individual the opportunity um, to change the pace a little bit of, of what, you know, the Israelites weren't supposed to look to a human being, but God, but God gave him the opportunity. He anointed him. He equipped him and gave him the tools and the resources. He started prophesying like all of these amazing gifts and, you know, at, at one point he still took that for granted. So God removed his spirit from him, replaced it with a spirit of torment. And that's just so sad to me because that's never the way that God intended it to be. So we can get ourselves in so much trouble and so much um, get ourselves stuck in sin and stuff like that. But you just, when you do that, you're taking away from what God has intended your call on your life to be. And you're just inviting all of this stuff into your life that you shouldn't be inviting. The you know if we put ourselves as the the perspective of the, of the Israelites, them wanting to look like everybody else, and how much mm-hmm. trouble yep. it caused them for hundreds of years, literally, yep. <laughs> and and re- really so many so much of our problems, like many of our financial problems, are just trying to look like everybody else. Yeah. Yeah, like I have to have a, I have to have, Air, you know, AirPod Max, or I have to have the this new car. I have to have an EV. I have to wear this brand of clothes. I can't just wear regular Nikes. I need to have Air Force Ones, and, right. and we just yeah. like trying to look like everybody else. Yep. That um, yeah, we end up. I mean, that's just financial problems. Right. But then talk about relational problems. Um, uh, sin problems, church problems, mm-hmm. uh, just all comes from trying to just look like everybody else does instead of saying, instead of realizing like the great blessing of what we have when we're following God. Right. right. It's such a testimony of how. I mean, this whole story is probably one of my most favorite stories out of the Bible because I just pulled so much from it. But it's just such an amazing testimony of God's goodness and his favor and his mercy over us, despite all of the things that we could get ourselves into. You know, God could have looked at the Israelites and he gave him, he gave them fair warning. Hey, this is what it's going to turn out for you if this is what you search after. Yep, we want it. Okay, let's go. He could have just shown them well, if this is what you want, then I'm going to just set you up to fail. You're just, you're not looking to me. You're looking to other things. So, hey, hands off. But he didn't even do that. He anointed Saul and equipped him. And then when that didn't work out, he could have said, hey, see what I told you? You guys, you messed up. You should have listened to me. No, he equipped and anointed David. 
And then all of the other kings after him, he just continued to try to put out his best, no matter what the circumstances would be. God will always let us make mistakes. Mm-hmm. He'll always let, like he, he'll put warnings, he'll put prophets, he'll put people, but he will always let us make our mistakes. Yep. And so we can never yeah. say like, well, it's an open door, um, you know, because I mean, be careful what I say. I don't want to step on a hornet's nest, but there's always <laughs> open doors at the bar, at the brothel, at the, um, at the adult bookstore, at the, <laughs> it's always open doors. So, yep. you know, you, if God didn't want me to, he wouldn't have let me. Ooh. Whoa, what theology <laughs> right. did you just arrive? And that's one of the things, so we'll connect the, to our 21 days of prayer. That's one of the things we're praying about, right? We're this, yeah. this vague opportunity that we're talking about. Just because all the doors open for us, that doesn't mean that's what we should be doing. So it's like, guys, we got to pray. We got to pray. We got to right. pray. Yep. Um, and um, and so that's part of it. The other thing I wanted to connect to was current events, right? We're talking about Israel. We're talking about the problems yeah. they had a uh, thousand years ago because of they needed a king. Um, I don't, we... we we haven't talked too much about it, but the more and more reports coming out, it's just absolutely insane mm-hmm. what happened there over the last few days. And, um, you know, obviously Israel has declared war against Hamas. Hamas and Hezbollah are both now attacking from both different regions. Right. And then I don't know if you saw, they just walked into a music festival and just were just killing people. They're killing people on, they're taking their phones, opening up their Facebook accounts and then killing them on. So it'd be like, if I call and give me your phone, you give me your phone, I open up your Facebook account. And so live streams, everybody can watch me kill you on your own Facebook account. That's what they're doing. They're doing that to babies, kidnapping people, raping people, just absolute pure, gross evil. Right. Um, that's happening and we definitely want to keep our eyes on that. We want to be praying for that. Like just can't even imagine Mm. living through something like that. Um, but, uh, uh, you know, I think they haven't been at war since 1971 or declare war since like, is it 1971? That was, or 1973. Um, and, uh, so anytime anything's happening there, it's, um, always a, uh, a tune your ears for the trumpet sound. Right. Um, at any moment, it just feels like things are even going to get crazier. Um, so yeah, just not to be fearful, but to keep our eyes open and ready and to recognize, right? Time is short. So we better, maybe we should be inviting people to Fair Food Sunday. It already happened, but right. have we shared our faith with anybody? Has God prompted something? Is there something we've got to repent of and to just always realize, realize like, wait a minute, am I playing games? 
with God? Am I treating God like... Am I saying the things like Saul said where yeah. I need to look like a Christian or are we actually putting yeah. that in God's hands? Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I think we got to also be mindful of, you know, what we're, we're placing most of our joy while we're here, you know, um, cause we can place it in, in life's most simple things. How many, how many simple things in life do we value? Like the simple joys of going to restaurants, the simple joys of, you know, um, spending time with family, going different places, staying at a hotel, going on vacation and stuff like that. Um, and you know, the crazier that life gets, it's going to show what is most important? Is it life's simple joys and the beauty of life or is our joy and our hope coming from, from God? Which, which one are we placing most of our attention on? Um, and that's such a good reminder for me, especially honestly, because, you know, I find so many, so many joys in, in what I want my home to look like, my room to look like, this is where I should go, what I want to do. But, um, you know, if things go crazy and things aren't the same anymore where's our hope are we going to be devastated at the things that we're losing in life or are we going to place our hope in god and say all right it's go time it's our we have a job let's let's go tell people about him let's go love people let's go on mission um so yeah yeah it's uh you know the, the time is short. It's short. How how short it is, we don't know. It could be minutes. It it, it could be a, a few more years. It could be a couple more decades. Yep. But man, is it? Isn't this world absolutely wild? Yep. Absolutely wild. Um. And uh, we look forward to that glorious day when Christ returns. Mm-hmm. And and sin is no more, tears are no more, evil is disbanded and locked up forever. And Fair uh, Food Sunday was a great picture of what heaven will be, that joy, that celebration, that feast. Mm. Maybe we will commune with fried Oreos. You just never know. <laughs> yeah. Best. Holy galleries around, <laughs> around the world. Uh, listen, I've got one book recommendation. It's The Tale of Three Kings. We probably have recommended it before, but it's one that I have paid, like I pay my kids to read. So if you've never done that as a parent, get your 12-year-old, pay them 10 bucks after they read the book. It'll be good for them. Pay yourself 10 bucks for reading it. It'll be good for you. Yeah, we got that. And then um, Travis is preaching this Sunday as I'll be in Cuba. So I'll be preaching in Cuba. So you can pray for me as, I, um, as I'm as i preaching. And I'll pray for the team next week mm-hmm. as we're doing a construction project. And then hopefully I'll be back in town on the 22nd and continue the villain series. So, anything else you guys want to add in or say? No, I think we covered a good amount. Good. Appreciate you guys. 
Church, appreciate you. Thanks again for listening and for, um, you know, the people you invited this past week. What a huge Sunday. And um, the ways that you're serving and connecting. and So good. So, so stinking good. All right. Well, listen, have a great day and go listen to the potter's hand. <laughs>
give it to you. 